Welcome to the Vedic Mythology, Music, and Mantras podcast. I'm Ben Collins. This podcast takes an entertaining and informative look at some of the inspiring and humorous stories of India's Vedic tradition, followed by recordings of Vedic and other mantras being chanted by traditional Brahmin priests. Show notes and other materials can be found at puja.net, P-U-J-A dot N-E-T. Thanks for joining us. In this week's podcast, we're going to talk about the Vedas, which is appropriate since this podcast is about Vedic mythology and chanting. So it might be good to know a little bit about what they are and where they came from. Of course, you know that the Vedas are considered to be the cultural heritage of India. There are four Vedas, Rig Veda, Sama Veda, Yajur Veda, and Atarva Veda. From a historical perspective, the scientific view is generally that they were first written down around 1500 BC, but being an oral tradition, the Vedas would have existed long before then. So within the Vedic tradition, the feeling is that the Vedas are not written or created works, that they have an existence all their own and were revealed to the rishis or seers. In any case, the Vedic mantras are collected into books or samhitas, rig samhita, Sama Samhita, Yajur Samhita, Tarva Samhita. The Rig Samhita is very poetic. The Sama Veda consists primarily of the verses of the Rig Veda set to a melody. Yajur Veda is focused on yagyas, the rituals of sacrifice. And Atarva Veda is mostly concerned with charms and spells. Each Veda has its own accompanying Brahmana, Aranyaka, and one or more Upanishads. The Brahmanas uh, are books which contain the details about the sacrifices or yagyas that use the Vedic mantras associated with a particular Samhita. The Aranyakas and Upanishads present the essence of the Vedas in a philosophical form that is much easier to understand, and it's like they are the spiritual essence of the Vedas. It's inspiring to read the Upanishads, but the Vedas themselves can sometimes be rather dry because they have many layers of meaning, and the language is actually very symbolic. Now, it's interesting to consider that the Rig Veda is generally dated to around 1700 to 1100 BC. Of course, some scholars dispute this, and there's some evidence that it may be as old as 5,000 years before Christ, based on some of the astronomical references contained within. Of course, the Vedas are an oral tradition, and so it's virtually impossible to arrive at an accurate date directly. But even if we use 2100 BC as an arbitrary compromise, then it's easy to put this into some interesting perspective. This is about the same time as the British Bronze Age, when copper was just starting to be mined and smelted, and it's when the Stonehenge stones were erected. It's also the time of Abraham, the patriarch of the Israelites, subject of the book of Genesis, and obviously a central figure in both Christianity and Islam. The Rig Veda is the longest and the oldest Veda, with 1,028 hymns organized into 10 books called mandalas, with a total of 10,552 verses. Considering that it is usually a memorized text, even today, it's really quite an accomplishment to master the Rig Veda. Interestingly, it's in Mandala 3, 
verse 62 that the Gayatri Mantra first appears. We usually think of Gayatri as Om Bhur Bhuvasuvaha Tat Savitur Varenyam Bargo Devasyadimihi Dio Yona Prachodeyat. And that's one form of Gayatri which is dedicated to the, to the sun, Savitur. But in fact, Gayatri is also the structure of the mantra, meaning that it has three lines of eight syllables each for a total of 24 syllables. So now we're going to listen to just a couple of minutes of Gayatri mantras, and these are for the nine planets, the Navagraha, and they go in the order of the days of the week, the sun on Sunday, the moon on Tuesday, Mar- uh, the moon on Monday, Mars on Tuesday, Mercury on Wednesday, Jupiter on Thursday, Venus on Friday, Saturn on Saturday, and then Rahu and Ketu, who are planets used in Hindu astrology called Jyotish, even though they don't have their own days, they're left at the end. So here's just a couple minutes of Gayatri mantras for the Navagraha. Now that's the usual pace of Vedic chanting, which is fairly quick. Uh, Even something simple as a Gayatri mantra can be sung in a more grand and much slower style. And here's the Gayatri mantra for Hanuman, the monkey god who helped Rama recover Sita in the great epic called the Ramayana. Chodayat 
Later on in the Rig Veda, we find the Purusha Suktam, which is an essential part of the Hindu religion. It is still, after so many thousands of years, very popular and recited as a part of many, many rituals for both Vishnu and Shiva. It describes how the transcendent divine was made into creation by the Parama Purusha, the form of divinity that contains everything, both manifest and unmanifest, through the process of a yagya, or sacrifice, in which Purusha himself was the offering. This hymn from the Rig Veda captures some of the inherent paradox of life as manifest life springs from something unmanifest, Nirguna Brahman, Brahman without qualities, and Saguna Brahman, Brahman with qualities. The paradox is how can something that inherently have, has no qualities acquire them? This illusion of life is called Maya, and Purusha Suktam is, the one, is one story of how it was created with the divine as the material of creation. So here's the gist of Purusha Suktam. I've shortened it rather considerably, and this is a fairly liberal translation. With uncounted heads, uncounted eyes, and uncounted feet, he moves as all of creation. He is uncountable and beyond the grasp of the hands of men. That which is, was, and is to be, all of this is him alone. And the eternal, beyond all end, he is lord of that too. All that you see is but a manifestation of him. He is more than all of this. All of creation is but one-fourth of him. Three parts are eternal and rest in him alone. From him came forth the bright universe, and he became a creator for its sake, and so he created the verdant earth, and creation was his body. And now uh, Purusha Suktam talks about how the creation came from a sacrifice, or yajna, in which the divine Purusha himself was the sacrifice. Spring was the ghee that fed the fire, summer the wood that fueled it, Autumn was burnt in this great rite that the gods sacrificed the Purusha in. From that offering of the Purusha himself was drawn the wondrous seed of all creation. With that did he give forms to all birds and beasts of field and forest. From that sacrifice of the giving of all did the recited hymns and the songs come forth, and from that came the poetic meters, and from that arose the ritual hymns of the Vedas. From that were born stately horses, beasts with run and two rows of teeth. Cattle, too, were born thereof, and goats and sheep with them created. From his mouth came forth the men of learning, and of his arms were warriors made. From his thighs came the trading people, and his feet gave birth to servants. Of his mind the moon is born, and of his gaze the shining sun sprang forth from his mouth with thunder and fire and of his life's breath the whistling wind. Space unfolds from his navel, the sky well formed from his head, his feet the earth, his ears the directions, and thus they thought up all the worlds. By sacrifice did the gods sacrifice to sacrifice. By the fruits of this, the first harvest, do the great ones ascend to where the gods are. From the waters and earth does all appear, as a builder he builds, as a smith he forges it, he who was all before the all was. I know him, glorious, bright as the sun, beyond all darkness, who knows him thus conquers death now. I know of no other way than this. 
And every time I read the words to this hymn, I'm reminded that these are a record of the perception of a rishi who, with his inner expanded vision, saw a higher truth. There's something about these words that suggests that it's an experience open to anyone who could achieve that degree of purity. Throughout all the Vedic tradition, the gods and goddesses are accessible, close, and friendly. It's a constant reminder of the unity of life, its connectedness, and ultimately its intelligence. So now I want to play two selections from the Rig Veda for you. The first is the nine verses of the Rig Veda, and then we'll go directly into the Purusha Suptam. Now it's interesting to note that in the Vedas, all of the gods and goddesses are considered to be a manifestation of the divine. So there's no real hierarchy. One is as worthy of respect as another. And the Rig Veda begins with a hymn to Agni, specifically the god of fire, who is honored as the one who links the divine with man by accepting our offerings and transporting them to the gods. But as you'll see, he's also honored as if he were the god of all, uh, the Purusha. So all the hymns have a universality to them. So the beginning nine verses of Rig Veda uh, have a meaning roughly as follows. We honor the divine who works through eternal laws to feed and sustain the universe, which is divine and luminous. May the divine who is eternally adored by the seers of times past and present be a source of inspiration to the wise in all ages. May this inspiration be a source of ever-increasing prosperity, vitality, and fulfillment. May the blessings from all sides assuredly reach the seeker of truth. The divine is the source of vitality and knowledge. The divine is truth personified. May this be an inspiration to all who seek truth. May the divine bestow upon us all that is good. Day and night we approach you, the radiant one, sustainer of the cosmos, illuminator of truth, with humility and a simple desire to appreciate the greatness of your creation. May the divine be of easy access to us as a father is to his son. May you be ever present with us for our sake. So here's the beginning of Rig Veda, followed by Purusha Suktum, also from Rig Veda. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Yamadvaram, Pishwata, Paribhurasi, 
सयदेशु गति अग्निर्होताक्रतुस्तिश्चिश्रवस्तमेगमत यदंगदासुषेमग्ने भद्रंकसी तवे तत्सत्यमंगिरा उपत्वाग्ने दिवेदी वेदोषावस्तिया वयम नमो भरमसी राजमध्वरा गोपृत दीदी वर्धम स्वेदमे सनपिदेवसून वेग्नेोपाजनो सचस्वास्वस्त भव्यं यदनेहतीमा अथ जायाश जायता तस्मा जायता हेगे जयाद 